deciding who wins the game on this call. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. And That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. JD. (laughs) What's going on, buddy? How are we doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. It's Thursday night. We got some football on. It's actually it's, good football. It's on. actually a good game on a Thursday night. We we've not been privy to uh, very many of these. Um, usually the Thursday night games turn into stinkers because they haven't had enough time to recover and prepare. But uh, the Rams and the Seahawks are are giving us some some entertainment value tonight. You know, we we've had some pretty decent Thursday night games this week. I think the only one that was a real snooze fest was the uh, opening night game. Yeah, I just, in general, I think, while I very much enjoy having a game in the middle of the week, uh, I think usually the quality of football leaves a lot to be desired on Thursdays. So, but we're not complaining about that right now because call, call up your buddy Goodell and see what you can do. <laughs> we got uh 26 24 in the fourth quarter and the uh, Rams are trying to drive and put some more on the board and that one that was close right there. Robert Woods, you're telling me he was not down in bounds. Oh. oh. He's no Tyler Lockett, apparently. No, wow that 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 that's in the top five on the year so far. That Tyler Lockett touchdown uh, from. Oh man, he just barely made it out. Yeah, t- that that touchdown by Tyler Lockett was insane. I mean, the ball placement by Wilson, and then just Lockett putting the toe tapping. You think he's throwing it away, and there there, there was probably that's one of those throws where you say, oh, that might be like a, uh, I don't know if you, you might, if you got to give it a percentage, it's one. (laughs) Maybe. Yes. going to be good. And, um, he, it was there. Perfect. It was on all accounts from the quarterback, uh, to the wide receiver. And, um, when you get to listen to this, I'm sure you will have seen the replay about uh, 20 times already, but it's worth it. It's very, very impressive and makes me sad that my Bears don't have any kind of football players that can make those kind of plays. Are you referring to a quarterback that can't make that throw? I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm referring to all of it. His knee was in bounds. That's a touchdown. One D does, or one knee does not two feet equal, right? No, one knee does two feet equal. Yeah. 
That's going to be close. That's, anyway. That's the John Madden rule. Mo- moving on. <laughs> so, uh, here, here we are on a Thursday night, and do you have anything to wet your whistle? Uh, water. Water <laughs> it is. Well, um... I'm not uh, on vacation. <laughs> I, I have started my, my vacation from work. Um, and But that doesn't matter because I always drink beer on Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to give you a pass. Hey, you know, something's got to make it interesting for me to talk to you, so... Yeah, fair. Uh, no, but uh, tonight I'm, I'm uh, keeping it classic... And uh, I got a Coors Banquet. Uh, I'm drinking that in honor of Lexi's uncle Tom, who who passed this week. And uh, he was a he was a fan of his uh, usually cheap beer, uh, but almost always in mass quantities. So I'm gonna have more <laughs> than one tonight. Yeah, there you go. So, but with that being said. Um, Cheers to you, Uncle Tom, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit of football here. So, J.D., how was your week last week? Um, so frustrating. It was so very frustrating. I had uh, some lineups that I felt really comfortable about, and uh, I just had a, a couple guys miss. Uh, my my lowest lineup was a 108 followed closely by a 111. Uh, my highest was a 153, which just isn't going to cut it, and those were, you know, in GPPs. Um, that 153 lineup, you know, it wasn't bad. Uh, you know, Christian Kirk got hurt, and David Montgomery, those two guys gave me under 10. Everybody else was 18 or higher. Um, sorry, that's not true. I had Russell Wilson. He only gave me 14 points, which was a little let down. And uh, I was real heavy on the Rams defense. I thought they'd uh, create a little bit of turnovers uh, with Jameis Winston, and uh, quite the opposite happened. Uh, so that one, that one hurt pretty bad. Uh, my my other big misses were uh, Mecole Hardman. Uh, that one, that one really hurt, and I was really disappointed by um, some of the. I had Paul Richardson Jr. Uh, going in there uh, against a Giants defense that gives up lots of points to the receivers and it just didn't happen. So, you know, again, the process was there. It just it didn't work out. Yeah, well, you'll have those weeks if you, you know, depending on what. I know you play a higher percentage of your play as GPP just, be, just from a, a volume standpoint. You're not putting quite as much money in. Um, so it, it doesn't really make sense to play a lot of cash anyway. But um, myself, uh, I, I actually I had a I had a pretty good week um, from from a cash standpoint. Uh, my my lineup. Here's what I do when I play cash. I play you know a certain number of head to heads and um, and double ups. And then I often just put that lineup into my leagues that are, you know, seven to ten people uh, as it is. And, and so this week I um, 
from a cash standpoint, I hit, I'd say I hit the nuts. Uh, my, uh, in, in the double ups, it was in the top five to 7% uh, score wise in the, in the three that I did. And I won 17 out of 20 head to heads. Um, and, and basically I was able to identify the running backs that I thought were the most optimal for, for my lineup with, uh, Eckler, McCaffrey and Gallman. Um, McCaffrey is just, he's just almost matchup proof at this point. And, uh, with, um, Kyle Allen, they're, they're really going to lean on him and he doesn't come off the field. Uh, obviously Eckler had that spot against Miami uh, dream spot and and he 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 got the backfield to himself this week because Jackson was out and they they really weren't going to uh, rush Melvin Gordon to action. So I thought this was probably the last last week that you could use him and he was um, in the one massive uh, $5 double up. He was 44% owned. Uh, so I wasn't alone on that, but you know I'm not afraid to. Play. That's lower than I would have expected. I'm not afraid to play the chalk. McCaffrey was only 28 percent owned, and, wow. and then uh, Gallman was 29 percent owned. Uh, in that role against Washington for 4600, I don't know how you couldn't click his name, uh, but uh, it. I I decided to really just mostly pay down at wide receiver, with the exception of Keenan Allen who just was in that matchup that I, with, with the volume that he'd been getting, it, it, it was hard to pass up. Um, it's funny cause I, I was toying back and forth and I had Cooper cup in there at first, um, like probably up to a half hour before. And I decided, ah, I, I just can't fade Keenan. Uh, had I done that, I probably would have not lost at all, but, um, uh, Trey Quinn, I punted with basically. <laughs> um, anyway, that, that lineup scored 164.7, uh, which clearly was uh, a, a good score for cash this week. Um, and I did also have a pretty good week with uh, GPP uh, lineups. Had a couple decent ones. My best one uh, was a. It wasn't even a stack. I mean, it was a Russell Wilson, Will Disley uh, stack, but it it was uh, same same running backs, and I just uh, my, my cash lineup. I had Mahomes, and and the reason I made this GPP lineup is because I really liked Wilson too. So I I couldn't really decide, so I decided to make one one cash and one GPP with with the same running backs, and then um, I I, put, I had Kenny Galladay in there who I really liked. And uh, the Bears' defense uh, was really low owned, so so that that one kind of differentiated this lineup. Uh, 179 uh, got me 98th in the um, DFS Edge listener league, um, and and had nice. had not had that Tampa. <laughs> Uh, Rams game not gone completely berserk there in the second half. It, it, pr- it probably would have been a lot higher, but you know that that that's that's part of the game. So yeah, but enough of that. Let's uh, let's let's go ahead and try to build off um, this week 
Uh, we're, we're now into the week five of the NFL season. And uh, so our, our data is really starting to stabilize. Um, it should be kind of, I want to say, a little more clear as, as to where the values are and, and where, the, where the volume is going to go. Uh, should make it a little bit easier, but also means that our decisions have to be that much better because we're not the only ones with the data. So That's right. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about uh, quarterback. Yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and start off, and I'm going to keep it uh, real simple and easy. Uh, I'm looking at Deshaun Watson this week, uh, and the basic reason here is that he's going against the Falcons, who are giving up the most fantasy points per week to, or DraftKings points uh, per week to quarterbacks. Uh, you've got Deshaun Watson, who's coming in averaging 21 DraftKings points a game, or uh, 21.76 if you really want to get into it. Uh, going up against a team that's giving up 23 points a game uh, to that quarterback position. Uh, this guy, if uh, they could protect him a little bit, you give him a little bit of time, um, you know, he's dangerous and he's dangerous, you know, throwing the ball. Plus he's got that rushing bonus uh, that you can get out of him. Uh, so I'm really looking at Deshaun Watson and uh, I'll go ahead and throw this name out there. Uh, I'm going to pair him with Will Fuller quite a bit this week. Yeah, I think uh, that Will Fuller uh, is is one of the uh, buy low targets. Um, as he's he's due. He's definitely uh, way up there near the top of my model. But uh, Deshaun Watson is as well. I think I think that uh, he's going to be pretty chalky. Um, uh, the sixty seven hundred dollar mark is pretty high for quarterback but uh he's got a nice uh ceiling floor combination um and so don't i don't hate it although he hasn't been the greatest at home you know so far this year but i i'm not too concerned about it. the one game was jacksonville and um I, I don't think it's that big of a deal so um I do I do like Watson. Um, my guy, I'm I got another kind of high price guy that, I, that I'm looking at here, and that's Tom Brady at sixty five hundred. Um, he's playing at Washington, who you know is is you know trying to compete with Miami for who can be the most atrocious this year. It appears, and. Uh, the um well at the time of when i was looking at it, the the patriots had the highest team total uh implied total of 28.25 out of an over under 42 they're they're a huge favorite but um he's that's no longer the highest implied team total because i think uh philly who we got some players we're going to talk about later has uh snuck snuck up a little past him but uh, the Redskins are 29th uh, DVOA against the pass. Um, and, you know, Brady, I, I did, he had a pretty much of a clunker of a game last week against Buffalo. So I think this is a, a bounce back week. Uh, and Fantasy Labs 
has him projected at 20 points with a ceiling of 30. Uh, I'm I'm really thinking that Tom Brady and Edelman are going to pair up quite a bit this week and and put some points on the board because, I mean, aside from that interception at the goal line, Trubisky was looking pretty, pretty solid against that defense. So if that tells you anything. Well, I'm, I'm going to skip over that for a second. Um, yeah, again, there are certain defenses that you just want to plug and play your players in. And um, Brady against uh, the Redskins, is that's a pretty simple decision. You know, last week was a, a down week because he was playing a good defense. Um, I suspect they will do a little bit more of a bounce back. And, uh, you know, this is one of those games that could get out of control really quick. But at that point in time, you got to assume that he's hit it, hit his mark, hit his value. Wouldn't be surprised to see him turn in a 25-point day. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's go ahead and uh, move on to running back here. All right. Uh, this week, uh, I'm looking at Ezekiel Elliott. Um, again, uh, it's pretty simple. You get a guy that's getting 20-plus uh, touches a game. He's averaging uh, .83 DraftKings points per touch. Okay, so that puts him right at the the 18 DraftKings points a game, which isn't great for somebody that's costing 8300 in your three. Uh, but I'm looking at him here because he's going against uh, the Green Bay Packers, who are giving up a ton of points to running backs. Yes, they are. Uh, I, mean, I mean, they are just, <laughs> I mean, 130 yards giving them away, basically. It's it's out of control. So if, and after last week where Zeke didn't really do much, you know, the Saints did a really good job of balling him up, I, I suspect there's going to be a, the uh, feet Zeke movement here. And this is just a, a setting up for a monster day. Uh, and I think um, if, you know, if he can get 25 touches, uh, he can easily give you that three X. Uh, my, my calculations say that he would actually need 30 touches to hit three X, but I think against this team that he can do it in less than those 30 touches easy. Yeah, Green Bay, as you mentioned, they're they're not uh, as good as their D has appeared. They've they've been bad against the receivers, or I'm, I'm sorry, the the running backs, and they've given up 130 yards per game, and on a on a you know on a team that's going to give 80 plus percent of their touches at the running back position to Ezekiel Elliott a talent that he is, uh, that that's, that's worthy of, of noting. And, you know, you just feel like he's due for the monster, you know, he's, he hasn't been bad, but you know, he missed camp. He wasn't with the team. He's, he's basically getting to that point of the season where he's, he's part of it, you know, got, he's, he's had his training camp now basically. And is, uh, I think he's due. Yeah, I mean, you, you keep waiting for that that game, and uh, this has the potential to be it. 
for sure, for sure. Um, so, that being said, my running back target this week, and uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm looking for some value. Uh, so, uh, and, and the guy that I'm targeting is Tariq Cohen. Um, now, you might think, man, the, the Bears are playing with their backup quarterback and um, just, you know, can you be really sure of – no, you can't ever be sure of anything with the Bears' offense. But here's what I want to say. At 4,800, uh, Tree Cohen provides a tremendous value. Uh, it's only got a um, over-under of 40.5, but the Bears are favored by five points. And um, – Tariq Cohen leads the league at the running back position in air yards on the year and um, uh, something on airyards.com, a stat they could have a weighted opportunity per reception or or whopper, as I like to call it. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) you're such a fat kid. Yeah, I I know. (laughs) Um, Cohen's got an 18% target share. And, and the reason I'm bringing up all these uh, receiving stats is because, you know, DraftKings is a one-point PPR um, league. And um, Cohen, that's where he makes his, his, his hay is basically at, as a receiver out of the backfield. And um, in the three games that uh, – Chase Daniel has started for the Bears. Um, Tariq Cohen has 27 targets, nine targets per game, which leads leads the team. Uh, next closest is Allen Robinson at uh, 20, and and I got got that info from uh, Ian Harditz on, out on Twitter. The guy's got some really good information there. So um, I I just. Um, I don't know. It might be even a cash play for me this week. I, th- I think he's going to return value, and and so you know you got to find some of those guys at a at a lower number. I'm not sure he's going to be cash, but definitely going to play some GPPs. Might even might even play a Chase Daniel lineup. All right. Well, I'll agree with you on the Cohen play. I think the <laughs> the the Daniel play might be. Uh, pushing it, maybe, although he was hyper-efficient against a uh, pretty strong Vikings defense. Um, but, yeah, I like the Cohen play, especially at that value, just because of his usage in that pass game. Uh, I mean, he's had one game with less than five targets this this year. Uh, I want to say he's at uh, 24 targets on the year. So, uh, three or four games, I'll take it. Absolutely. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and see if we can find a receiver that's worth rostering. Well, I'm sure we can. I just don't know that it'll be any of the people that we talk about. Um, I'm looking at Alshon Jeffrey uh, this week. Uh, he came back and he played last week against Green Bay. He did pretty good. Uh, this week he's going up against the Jets. Uh, he's costing 5900 uh, this guy, uh, he's putting up just under 12 points a game. Uh, and he's, that's like just under, it's 3.88 DraftKings points 
per touch. Okay, so if he can get six catches, uh, he should return four times his value. Okay, that puts you at the uh, 24, just under 24 DraftKings points. I like my odds at that point in time, uh, especially since the Jets have been given up uh, some points to the receiver position this uh, year. I believe they're actually giving up the second most DraftKings points two receivers so i just like his odds yeah with uh deshaun jackson still banged up uh jeffrey uh has been a you know, a, a nice target uh, he, you know he's a big body receiver uh, wentz does like throwing it to him uh this philly uh i i had mentioned earlier that the Patriots had been the highest team total. It, it, well, mo- Philly has moved past them at this point. Um, so I, I I foresee that there there could be plenty of mouths that can get fed in that Philly offense this week. So and uh, last week it was it was a lot of a lot of Jordan Howard. I think you'll see it shift back towards the receivers this week. And uh, Wentz seems to have figured out that you actually need to throw to Jeffrey, which is nice because that used to be something that was exclusive to when Foles was taking over at QB. So hopefully Wentz stays on that. Oh, I should use one of my best, if not my best receiver. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I got a guy here that I've I've identified um, basically – uh, I don't think it's going to be a cash game play. It's going to be more of GPP. And, and my reasoning for that is that um, the uh, Julio um, is, is playing for Atlanta against that Houston team who you talked about um, with uh, Deshaun Watson and, and it being a good matchup. A part of that, uh, to me, reasoning that Julio might be a good pivot uh, is if there is a higher ownership on Watson and Hopkins this week, um, you might be able to get Julio at a little bit lower ownership rate uh, and in a, in a game that's got a over-under of 49. Uh, Jones, uh, is he's, he's sitting actually pretty high up in... Um, my my fantasy labs model i think it's my fifth fifth rated receiver this week um and you know he's always going to come with a little bit higher ownership than than your typical guy but that's because he's so good he's seemingly been able to um wow that's a nice interception right there sorry (laughs) Uh, seemingly uh, Julio uh, has gotten off the uh, the no touchdown tonight because he got four this year I think and um, I, I just think that this game could really shoot out and if if I'm going to get my hands on one of the most talented receivers in the game at a at a sub 
prime ownership to to the superstar on the other side of the field. I'm going to take the guy with the with what I think is going to be the lower ownership. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not. No, I I understand you, and um, Hopkins has been a bit of a letdown this year, so uh, it's pretty easy to switch sides. Um, although I, I do think Hopkins has himself a game this week, uh, but with Julio, you're you're talking about a guy. He's got 37 targets this year. That's nine targets a game. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I say it almost every week that volume is just about everything here. So if if you've got a guy that's getting that that many looks and especially in a game where uh, the score has the potential to get out of control, how do you pass on a player that's really a discount at that point? But I I mean yeah, I mean it's 7700. I don't know if we can call him a discount, but it, He's got uh, 474 air yards this year. He's got a target share of 21%. Uh, and Atlanta's run game has been pretty much non-existent, so you know they're going to have to lean on the pass. I see. And, I, and I'll, I'm calling it a discount because you have a, an elite receiver whose volume is just monstrous right now. Well, you know, so I mean, that that yeah. kind of volume should should put him a little bit higher. I guess uh, his 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 um, target his, his targets have always been high, and he's so dang good. That's what makes him such a good receiver. So um, yeah, I, I guess maybe, maybe I, we have seen him higher price than what he is at this. So and, and that that Houston defense. Um, well, um, they're not giving up a ton. I think a lot of that's been dragged. The the statistics this thus far are dragged down by that Jaguars game that they played. That was just kind of a slugfest. But um, they're they're not significantly advantaged or disadvantaged uh, from a DVOA perspective. They're they're kind of like right in the middle. So, uh, just uh, just a guy I like to like to look at, Julio. You know, I'll always always nice to have Julio on the roster. Yeah, can't complain about that one. And... So, uh, I'm gonna stick in that game. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and move along to tight end here, if that's all right. Unless you got anything else to add? No, yeah, that's that's great. I was um, getting ready to I'm... go there, so. I'm gonna stay in this game, and I'm I'm pretty sure I talked about this guy last week. And uh, uh, you did. He might have. You did. I he might have. He might have had himself a week. Um, he was pretty decent. I I probably should have played him a little bit more, as I suggested. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you? What did he go off for? Like nine for one thirty or something last week? Uh, something. I don't have it right in front. Something. I'm a I'm gonna pull it up here while we're while I'm talking about it. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, we're talking about Austin Hooper, forty-five hundred bucks in that Atlanta-Houston game. Uh, he is getting targeted uh, almost as much as Julio Jones. He's got thirty-three targets, twenty-eight catches on those. He's got an eighty-four point eight percent catch percentage right now. So, 
he's got 307 yards. So just to put it in perspective with him and Julio, he has five more catches for 10 less yards and two less touchdowns. But So tied in on the same team. Uh, part of that's been because they've been so behind. And when you have to worry about covering Julio and Ridley, that it kind of opens up the middle of the field there for Hooper to move. Um, and they're going up against a Texas team, a Texans team that is giving up 15.3 points a game to tight end. Uh, at that kind of volume, again, we've talked about it before with tight ends. When you're getting that kind of target volume, you're getting a heavily discounted receiver. So. I, I will gladly pay $4,500 for a receiver slash tight end at that point in time who's going to pretty much be guaranteed six targets in that game. I like it. I, uh, I don't really have anything to add. You you covered the bases very well. Um, and, and, sorry, he did go nine for 130. I was spot on there. <laughs> I I don't want to really tell you to look ahead to next week and see who his opponent is, but you might be talking about him again. You know what? I was all over uh, Njoku and Uzama last last year, so maybe I'll just stay with Hooper until I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure he plays Arizona next week, so... <laughs> well, we'll go ahead and just mark that down. Next week, guys, I'm talking about Austin Hooper at tight end. He might be <laughs> he might be six thousand next week. Uh, I'd still play him. That kind of target, yeah. If he if he has another game where he has six plus targets, I don't think he's yeah. His lowest week uh, target wise was week two, and he had six targets. He's yeah. gone nine, six, seven, and eleven. If he can give me six targets every week, I, I'd pay six thousand for a tight end that's going to get six targets in a game, especially going up against a team that's bad against tight ends. Well, I mean, speaking of six thousand dollar tight ends, <laughs> see see what I did there. I believe that's what uh, those people that are in the biz because we're not. Uh, would call a transition. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm trying, buddy. I'm trying. <laughs> um, I'm I'm looking at Zach Ertz. You know, going back to this Philly offense, it's it's uh, Vegas has got pegged to put up all the points this week. Uh, being a guy who's got 38 targets on the year and is like uh, Bible study buddies with his quarterback Carson Wentz. And they got that nice, uh, nice connection. He's got uh, accounts for twenty five percent of the targets on that Philadelphia offense. Um, I I I just uh, I, I think that playing against a Jets team who's just not very good is uh, is another optimal spot. And I don't know if, if people are going to look at the Jets' defense from a standpoint of what they've done against tight end and not really study, you know, the opponents or anything like that. They're going to see that the Jets haven't given up many points at all to tight end. But when I saw I'm like, man, is it really that bad of a matchup for for um, Ertz? 
I went back and looked at the Jets. They played Buffalo, Cleveland, and New England, none of whom really have a tight end uh, that they're that you would say is you know fantasy relevant. So I, I don't think you can take much out of the those uh, statistics this far. Actually, I, I hope uh, to see Sam Darnold back on the field. Uh, at least give this Philadelphia a little bit of a game to make to make keep them honest. Uh, we know the Philadelphia defense stinks too. So, well, uh, the, yeah, their pass defense is not good. Uh, their rush defense is really, really good. Uh, the I don't think Darnold's going to play. Uh, and you're right. The only uh, like really good tight end that they've played. Well, I don't know. Really good might be pushing it. Um, the Bills have a very athletic tight end in Dawson Knox, but he's a rookie, and Josh Allen doesn't like throwing the ball. Well, um, I mean, it was the first. It was the first it, game yeah. of the year. So, so and then, uh, as you mentioned, uh, New England doesn't really have any tight end that they use, and then um, Cleveland. I think that's the game, and Joku broke his wrist, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I think so. He he was starting. You know, he was playing and he was doing pretty well, but I think he, I think he broke his wrist in that game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so you're right; they haven't faced anybody, um, and I mean they've got a really good safety, which generally lends itself to uh, harder on your tight ends. But uh, again, volume. We, we just talked about it. A guy that are, uh, will give you about six targets a game at six thousand. It's a pretty easy, easy thing for me. Right. The volume and and not only, you know, the not only the raw volume, but the target share and and the fact that they do have other weapons, which, you know, keeps him from being, you know, keeps the defense honest, really. So. Yeah, I can't argue with that at all. But uh, I I do want to say uh, <laughs> I, I unfortunately I'm I I skipped over the part where we talked about the uh, players that we um, picked out last week as far as as, as who we talked about. Um, so let's gonna go ahead and recap that real quick. Uh, your picks for the week were Daniel Jones, Marlon Mack, Terry McLaurin, and Austin Hooper. So. At least you got one of them right. Yeah, I, I ran into a rough situation there. I mean, Mac got hurt. Uh, McLaurin didn't end up playing, and my backup there was McCall Hardman, who he might as well have not have played either. Uh, and, yeah, Daniel Jones uh, struggled against a bad Washington defense, which kind of surprised me. Um, well, so, they, they uh, went all through – Wayne Gallman. Um, my picks for the week were Wilson, Eckler, uh, Eckler, <laughs> Eckler. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, Nelson Eckler had a baby, yeah, and they are now Eckler. Uh, Gall- Galladay and Disley. Uh, so Disley was the was the pure chalk, and everybody was uh, on him. So that wasn't uh, I. W- I wasn't like I picked out the secret player to. 
but but he he did hit. Uh, Galladay had a, a nice day. Eckler had a nice day, and Wilson wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. So yeah. So funny enough, tight end is usually where it's it's the crapshoot and it's harder to get right. Both you and I picked tight ends that returned uh, six times their DraftKings value. And that's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy right there. Uh, now if we could just get all the other positions right, right? All at the same uh, time. Man. And then Wouldn't actually nice? and then actually play a lineup that, that puts them With all them. together. Yeah, so it, I've talked about this before. Uh, the a lot of times what happens is I'll I'll you know, I'll gather all my data and I'll I'll say, okay, this is this is my gut, this is what the data says, this is what I'm going with, and I'll I'll set that lineup. And then as you get more news between Wednesday and Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, you're like, no, this makes more sense. I got to do this. I got to do this. And those those little dropouts and replacements uh, more often than not have cost me. So I, I need to really just pick my lineup, you know, just have one of them that I set and, and be done with it. So I do have a lineup that uh, I'm going to use uh, that I believe uh, has all of my all of my picks in it. So we'll. Uh, We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, build my lineups uh, tomorrow night. Really, uh, I'm leaving the country. Um, Actually, I, I should be able to adjust them. I just got to make sure I have lineups in. Um, but uh, it 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 should be an interesting week. Uh, got the got our first. London game of the year with the Bears and Oakland and uh, what's what does Khalil Mack say? Uh, a fast what is what was the stupid quote he said? I I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> something about a, a fast dog don't poop for long or something like I, it was something along a dog a, a dog that poop fast don't poop poop for long man yeah. I don't know, but I think uh, uh, did, hey, did, whatever he says, I'm I'm good with it because I ain't arguing with him. Did he? Did is Derek Carr coming up with a an injury right now? <laughs> Maybe I, I, I swear don't know. I swear I heard a report that that he was on the injury report, and I, I just hadn't looked at it closely enough yet um, because uh, I for sure know that I'm not playing Derek Carr against the Bears, so I haven't wasted any time even looking at him. Uh, but I thought I heard a report that, that he was coming up with an injury. Awfully convenient. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't really blame him. I mean, <laughs> he's just, that guy's on a whole other level, and it just brings that defense up. I mean, what an awesome performance they had against Dalvin Cook, uh, who was having a monster year, and then just got completely shut down by that Bears defense. It was a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, that the, the Bears D is is freaking yeah. sweet right now. And, I mean, I can, I, I kind of want to see Mac just like go go off. And they did that without Roquan Smith, so. And without Akeem Hicks. Yeah. Like that that's the big thing for me is that no Akeem Hicks, you know, I mean, that guy 
is probably one of the most underrated linemen in the league. In yeah, Whew. wow. <laughs> Greg Delay just just missed one over, just squeaked one over the right right upright that would have won the game for the Rams. So it looks like the Seahawks are gonna sneak one out here at home. Do you lose points for missed kicks and DraftKings? I can't remember. Um, well, no, because you don't play a kicker in <laughs> DraftKings. Oh, that's right. FanDuel. Sorry. That's what I, happens when you play I, too many. I don't even think FanDuel Wait, no. has... Wait, no. No. In, in showdown matches, you do. Oh, in, in, in showdown matches. Okay. But I don't believe that um, FanDuel uses kickers anymore either. So... Oh. Um, but... Well, that, there you go. that being said, as this game has wrapped up, I think we should go ahead and wrap up this episode. So, J.D., why don't you tell people where people can get in touch with you? Uh, you find me in those usual spots, uh, at J.D. West 22, Instagram, and the Twitter. Sweet. Uh, you can find me at Justin M. West on Twitter, JMW1977 on Instagram. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call. Email us, anotherbadcall at gmail.com. And visit the website, anotherbadcall.com, where I blog weekly about my results, uh, if I remember. <laughs> and uh, JD, is uh, he's starting to put some posts together, too, with some, some really neat data that he's, he's starting to put together. So... Uh, definitely coming at you with some content, so so visit that website and give us some feedback. For JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call. Bad call.